listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, think the conversation around mental health has shifted? You're right. We're talking about it more. And now it's time to talk in detail about the coverage available through Medicare. Understanding Medicare Coverage for Mental Health and Substance Use Disorder, written by Sarah Rupel. Once upon a time, you could not talk about mental health or substance abuse without heavy stigma. Thankfully, we've progressed from that time, and we're having more of those conversations out loud. We're seeking treatment. And thanks to buy-in from those who have the power to change laws, coverage of these conditions is more accessible than ever. That's not to say there aren't flaws, and we'll get into those details later in this episode. But we're making progress. And in case you're wondering, yes, coverage for mental health services and substance use disorder does exist in Medicare. That's a good thing, because if you know anything about these types of challenges and struggles, you know that they don't discriminate. They affect people of all ages. But here's the thing. When you find yourself needing to access and use this type of coverage, well, it's more often in a crisis situation than not. Having a good understanding of the basics of coverage is essential so you can properly and succinctly explain it to your clients, hopefully before a crisis presents itself, but also in the time of crisis. Before we get to what Medicare covers, I want to quickly touch on the definition of a benefit period because several of the inpatient coverage details have per-benefit period requirements. So a benefit period starts the day that a Medicare beneficiary goes inpatient, the day they're admitted to the hospital or skilled nursing facility as an inpatient. The benefit period ends when the beneficiary has not received inpatient care or skilled care in a skilled nursing facility for 60 consecutive days. If a client goes into the hospital or skilled nursing facility 61 days after leaving from a previous stay, a new benefit period begins and the requirements of the benefit period must be met again, and we'll get to those in a minute. Also important to note, there is no limit on the number of benefit periods for a Medicare beneficiary. Now we're ready to take a look at how mental health and substance use disorder services are broken out through the different parts of Medicare. Since we've broached the subject of hospitalization already, let's start with inpatient services, which are covered through Medicare Part A. Medicare coverage for inpatient stays in a psychiatric hospital is limited, and that limit is 190 lifetime days. Beneficiaries are subject to a $1,600 deductible per benefit period in 2023. This amount changes each year. It was $1,556 in 2022 and $1,484 in 2021 for reference. Should a beneficiary have an extended inpatient hospital stay, 
Medicare Part A charges a daily copayment. For days 61 through 90, the copayment is $400 per day in 2023. For lifetime reserve days, so days 91 through 190, Medicare charges a copayment of $800 per day in 2023. And those amounts also change yearly, just like the inpatient deductible. Not all treatment options for mental health or substance use disorder require an inpatient hospital stay, though. There are also outpatient options that Medicare covers. For these services, there's Medicare Part B. Medicare Part B coverage includes the one-time Welcome to Medicare appointment, which comes with a built-in review of depression risk factors. Part B includes one annual depression screening, and it also covers the yearly wellness visit during which beneficiaries can talk about mental health or substance use issues of concern. Individual and group psychotherapy is covered under Medicare Part B. That's usually with a doctor, but depending on the state, sometimes with other licensed professionals. Family counseling can also be covered by Medicare Part B as long as it is deemed helpful to treatment. Psychiatric evaluation and management of medicine are also included in Part B coverage. But what about that space between inpatient and outpatient care? Partial hospitalization also falls under the purview of Medicare Part B. While not considered an inpatient admission, partial hospitalization is a more regimented treatment program than outpatient services. Care is typically personalized and may consist of a few different methods of psychiatric treatment. Partial hospitalization is often used as an alternative to an inpatient stay, but that's not always the rule. That being said, there are some distinctions and changes coming to partial hospitalization rules for the 2024 coverage year thanks to the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023. Partial hospitalization will be used for beneficiaries requiring services for a minimum of 20 hours per week, and that treatment must be confirmed monthly by a doctor. For enrollees who need more care than what outpatient services typically offer, a new intensive outpatient service category is coming in 2024. Enrollees in this category will consist of those who need similar services to those in the partial hospitalization category, but at a lower frequency, a minimum of nine hours per week. The intensive outpatient service treatment will also be confirmed by a doctor each month. Other services that fall under the coverage of Medicare Part B include services to aid in the treatment of substance use disorders. Opioid use disorder treatment is a good example as coverage all falls under Part B. Counseling, individual group therapy, medication, and drug testing. Similar to the yearly depression screening, Medicare Part B covers one alcohol misuse screening per year. If a beneficiary is found to be misusing alcohol through that screening, they qualify for four counseling sessions per coverage year. In addition to help recovering from opioid use and alcohol misuse, 
Part B also helps beneficiaries quit tobacco-related habits. Beneficiaries are eligible for eight tobacco cessation counseling sessions per year. And then last but not least in Part B coverage, some telehealth services for mental health and substance use disorder treatment are included. Some examples of behavioral telehealth services include individual therapy, group therapy, and substance use disorder treatment. As far as cost for services that fall under Medicare Part B, there's the annual deductible of $226 in 2023. That cost fluctuates from year to year as well. It was $233 in 2022 and $203 in 2021 comparatively. For most Part B services, beneficiaries will also pay a coinsurance of 20%, including doctor visits. Drugs that fall under Medicare Part B are also subject to that Part B deductible and 20% cost-sharing. Part B drug coverage is limited and usually applies to drugs administered by a doctor during an outpatient visit. Some Part B services might have different cost-sharing amounts, and that depends on whether or not the provider accepts Medicare assignment. That is an asterisk that I have to mention here because while only around 1% of non-pediatric-level doctors do not accept Medicare assignment, 42% of that 1% are psychiatrists. Overall, in the United States, 7.5% of psychiatrists do not accept Medicare assignment, so that is something you want your clients to know ahead of time. That's one of the first things they want to check for when seeking out care. We've talked about treatments covered under Parts A and B of Medicare. What happens when those treatments lead to a prescription? Well, that's where Part D comes in. Medicare Part D is required to cover all or substantially all antidepressant medications, antipsychotic medicine, and anticonvulsants like benzodiazepines. Each of these categories fall under one of the six protected categories of prescription drugs in Medicare. Protected categories as they are, though, coverage does still depend on a Part D plan's formulary. Beneficiaries might be subject to prior authorization, step therapy requirements, and even quantity limits depending on the plan and its formulary. Let's talk cost for Medicare Part D coverage. Each Part D plan has a monthly premium. Medicare Part D also has an annual deductible, which is $505 for 2023. This amount changes from year to year, like the other planned deductibles, and was $480 in 2022 and $445 in 2021. Part D enrollees may also be subject to cost sharing, so they must pay a portion on their covered drugs. According to the Kaiser Family Foundation, in 2023, most Part D beneficiaries pay less than $10 for generic prescription drugs. For brand-name drugs, most enrollees pay between $40 and $100, or a coinsurance of 40 to 50%. 
And then for enrollees who qualify for a low-income subsidy on Medicare Part D, in 2023, they're paying $1.45 per generic prescription drug and $4.30 for brand name prescriptions. Now, you might have noticed that I have not yet mentioned Medicare Advantage. And that's because there are differences between coverage in traditional or original Medicare as opposed to Medicare Advantage. There's not much of a difference in what is covered, because remember, Medicare Advantage plans have to provide the same coverage as Medicare Part A and Part B. Where they do differ is in cost-sharing, networks, and access to physicians. And that's, again, a pretty standard difference between the two types of coverage. For Medicare Advantage coverage of mental health and substance use disorder services, plans can require provider referrals. Medicare Advantage can also impose prior authorization. Typically, MA plans have networks and require in-network providers. Out-of-network providers will usually cost more for a beneficiary on Medicare Advantage. But don't forget that MA plans must meet network adequacy requirements. They have to have a certain number of provider and facility options for their members. Mental health benefits are likely to have a cost-sharing requirement. Original Medicare beneficiaries might fill in that gap with a Medicare supplement plan, but don't forget that Medicare Advantage plans have flexibility to modify cost-sharing. And then the biggest difference between the two coverages, just like with a regular hospitalization, Medicare Advantage plans will often charge a daily copayment for an inpatient psychiatric hospital stay beginning on day one. In original Medicare, the deductible and benefit period take care of hospitalization until day 60. For Medicare Advantage plans, cost-sharing and length-of-stay requirements vary from plan to plan. That's one of the biggest reasons we suggest pairing a Medicare Advantage plan with a hospital indemnity plan for clients who don't have the ability to cover that hospitalization cost outright. I mentioned in the beginning of this episode that we've started seeing a lot of progress in this area of coverage, and there are quite a few changes to come, as well as pending future legislation. Don't be surprised to see a standalone episode on that legislation in the future. As the conversation on mental wellness continues to evolve, you just might hear a shift in how your clients talk about it the kinds of questions that they ask. We want you to be prepared to answer those questions, so we hope this episode was helpful. If you have a question that we did not cover here, please let us know. You can reach out via email at asgpodcast at ridderim.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-717-562-7211. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next episode.